Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 91. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and a super warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? So I've seen recently that I've had some lovely new listeners reach out to me and say that they've just found a podcast. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome. And I am your host, Teresa Heathwaring. And if you are struggling with social media and digital marketing, trying to work out how to manage all of this minefield for your business, then you are absolutely in the right place. Every week I deliver a podcast episode to you. I normally do one that is solo followed by one that's an interview and the solo ones tend to be kind of a bit teaching and then I interview some amazing people and have been very lucky to interview some phenomenal people in not only just in this industry but also general other industries. So If you haven't seen, do go back and have a look at the likes of when I interviewed Amy Porterfield, Pat Flynn, Rick Mulready, Jasmine Starr. I loved that episode. She was so, so good. Uh, Michael Hyatt. That was a phenomenal episode. And honestly, oh, James Wedmore, too many. I can't even name them all. But basically, I've been very, very lucky to have some phenomenal people on the podcast. So do go check it out if you're new. So this week you might hear that my voice is a little bit funny because I think I'm coming down with something and I am praying that's not the case because actually I'm recording this only a week before it's coming out and November for me is absolutely crazy. So August I had at home, September I had a few uh, speaking events and then was I away in September? No, speaking events in September, October I had speaking events and 
I was away in California doing some other events. And then November is just back to back speaking every single week. And I've just found out that I'm, well, I've been asked to speak in Istanbul, which is super cool because I've never been to Istanbul, but it's in a few weeks time and I'll have to move a few things around. And yeah, I like to be organized and I like to know where I am. And right now, because I feel super tired and my voice is going a bit, I am panicking a little bit that maybe I'm overdoing it. But I'm sure I'll be absolutely fine. I will make the most of trying to look after myself. The only problem with today is that I have a podcast interview this afternoon. Well, I say this afternoon, it's actually 10 p.m. UK time, because obviously I do interview quite a few people who aren't based in the UK, and therefore I have to interview them at all sorts of different times. So tonight I am interviewing, I'm recording this, it's about, uh, it's nearly four o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm interviewing them at 10 p.m. tonight. And I have a coffee sat next to me, which I wouldn't normally have at this time in the afternoon, I don't drink coffee past about two because I don't sleep brilliantly. And obviously that can help, not help as it were. So, but I've got a coffee because I'm hoping that that will help me stay up and keep me lively until 10 o'clock this evening, but we will see. Anyway, today I want to give you a teaching episode again, and I want to talk about blogs which is kind of funny because whenever I speak, and I've been doing a lot of, like I said, speaking recently, and a lot of the speaking I've been doing is talking about how you choose to do the content that you do. So obviously you should all be doing regular content. This is where you nod your head and say, yes, Teresa, I am doing regular content. And if you're not doing regular content, you kind of think, oh, okay, I promise I will. Anyway, and blogs is one of those things that you could use as your regular content. And I often stand on stages and say, the reason I do a podcast is because I speak way better than I blog because I don't write. Well, it's not that I don't write brilliantly. If you're on my email list, you might, well, you might agree or disagree. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I don't find writing as easy as I find speaking. So for instance, I have put together, I always put together different ideas of things I'm going to speak about on the podcast. And then I literally have a rough list of things that I'm going to talk about. And that's it. I don't write it down. I don't prep it any more than that. But I know, as long as I know the subject, which luckily most things I talk about, I do, I know I can literally just hit record and start talking, which is what I'm doing right now. Whereas if I was going to write a blog, oh man, it would take me forever and I'd really struggle with it. However, saying that, I have done blogs in the past and in the academy, I create content every single um, month where I give a full lesson. So when I say lesson, it's like several videos long, there's downloads and there's various lists and sheets and things to help about how to do all the different things I talk about on my podcast, all the different things we need to think about when running our business in terms of marketing my academy members so that let's say one of them wants to do a blog, they can go and watch the full course and do all the lessons in that blog course. And therefore they can then be completely well-versed with how to create a blog. So it's kind of odd that obviously I can happily do a course on how to do a blog, but I may not necessarily like writing blogs. So this seems a little bit funny for me, but anyway, we're going to go with it. So today I'm going to take you through the blogging checklist. Now, like I said, I've taken this out of the academy. This is part of the PDF. So at the end of the PDF, which kind of helps break it down, everything I've talked about in the lessons, because my lessons are videos that they can watch when there's a slideshow and I'm talking. So it's almost like I'm presenting these things to you. And then I always do some kind of action type 
workbook or step workbook that they can then follow as they go along or they can use as a reminder later. And at the end of this workbook, I've put them my blog checklist of things that you might want to do or that you need to think about when you're creating a blog. And I thought, why not share that with you guys today? It's a super easy one, super simple, but hopefully it might help you. If you've got a blog already, then it might just kind of help you find the gaps in maybe where you're doing your blog or if you're struggling with things. And then if you haven't got a blog, then pretty much this is going to help you start to finish how to do your blog and kind of all the steps you need to consider when you're doing it. Now, like I said, I'm not a massive fan of writing, but blogs are brilliant. They're really, really great. They're really easy in order to set up content as you go forward. So if you are sat there and with one of those people that hung your head in shame and said, I haven't got any regular content, I'm teasing. Uh, I know what it's like. It's hard work doing this, I promise you. Hence why I'm recording this one a week before it's due to go out. And if you're sat there thinking, I need to produce some content, what shall I do? Blogs are one of the easiest things that you can do. So in terms of setup and barrier to entry, it's really low. In terms of cost, it's really low. So really, in terms of creating content, this is one of the easiest and simplest things that you can do. Now, the other bits of content like podcasts and vlogs and going live, are they saying that live is, is again, low barrier to entry and super kind of easy, no cost However, most people don't actually like to go live and I know it's something that people do struggle with. However, if you are sat there thinking, I need to go live or I want to, do go back and listen to episode 84, Overcoming the Fear of Going Live with Tiffany Lee by Master. It was really, really good, really helpful. But anyway, today we're talking about blogs. So if you're sat there thinking, I want to create some content or I am doing a blog, but I'm not entirely sure I'm making the most of that blog, then this episode is going to be perfect. So let's start right at the very beginning. Now, the very first idea you're going to need when you're doing a blog. So if you're setting up a blog and I'm not talking about the logistical or the technical, how to get it on your site. If you are using a WordPress site, though, that is virtually built for blogs. If you haven't got a website, then at the very least, you can put those on LinkedIn and you don't even have to have a website. You can just use LinkedIn to do it if you wanted. So, but I'm not really going to go into that. I'm going to go into actually once you say, yes, I've got a blog and you know roughly what your blog's going to be about and that sort of thing. Obviously, if you are doing this a business, that it's going to be about the thing you are selling or your product or service or whatever it might be. So the first thing you're going to think about is what are you going to write about in this blog? So, i.e. you've come to sit and write a blog for today or that's going to go out this week. What is it you're going to put on that piece of paper? So the first thing I would do is come up with your blog ideas. Now, I would try and do these in kind of in a batch way so that even if you don't batch your blog, as in you don't sit down and write three or four at a time, even if you're only writing one or two at a time, I would definitely think about trying to come up with lots of ideas at once and then just keep going back to those ideas and finding one. So I'm sure I've talked about this before, but some of the places I look for ideas are go and see what other people are writing about. Go and see. And by the way, just on that, it's not that you're going to go and copy their idea. It's not that you're going to go and copy their blog, but it's just the fact of your take on something. So let's say there's been a really good blog in your industry or 
done by your professional body or whatever it is, then it could be your take on that. It's just a case of actually that's really interesting at the moment and lots of people are talking about that or a lot of people are speaking about that thing, that change, that idea, whatever it might be. So go and have a look at what other people are writing. Google things in your area. So have a look at what people are Googling for. And I've talked about this site so many times, but answerthepublic.com is a really good place to do that. You go in, you type in a couple of the words that relate to your industry, and it comes up with lots of questions that people are asking. The other thing to do is what do people ask all the time? So one thing I do is if I speak, if I, uh, especially in the academy and lots of the questions I answer in the academy, I might then turn into a podcast episode. The same with the fact that this is a course in the academy and I'm using one element of this course to do a podcast episode. So there really is lots of options for you to come up with ideas. And what I tend to do is I use Evernote and on Evernote, I just keep jotting down ideas as they come to me and I'll do a brainstorm in there as well. So that when I come to do an episode of the podcast, and obviously let's pretend that's a blog, I will then look down and go, oh yeah, I'll talk about this today. So then I want you to think about, so let's say you've picked your blog idea. I want you to think about what are the keywords you want covered in that blog post. Now, when I talk about keywords, all I'm talking about is if someone was to search for that thing, that blog post, what is it they're going to be typing into Google? And I don't necessarily mean a really long title. I mean, what kind of keyword would they put in? So for instance, I don't know what the title of this episode is going to be yet because my lovely team member Kirsty decides what they're going to be called. But I might use the keywords for this episode talking about blog checklist or something like that. So think about what those keywords are. And I want you to bear that in mind right at the beginning, because the idea with the keywords is you're going to keep dropping them in throughout the whole post. And I don't mean subliminally or or just keep throwing the word in. I mean, you're going to try really hard to add in those keywords as you go along. But obviously, it still needs to read okay. It still needs to make sense. So the reason you're going to be putting those keywords in is because you're going to be using, or one of the reasons people use blogs is because of the fact that it helps with your SEO, helps with your search engine optimization. And actually in a few weeks, I'm recording an episode about search engine optimization, about really the basics and getting started because hand on heart, I know very little about it. So I'm actually really excited about that one. But I do know that having regular content go on your site and regular keywords go in your site through things like blog posts will be a really big benefit. So the next thing you're going to do is you're going to start to write that blog post. Now, I would love to sit here and give you advice. And funnily enough, in the course, I do put a bit of advice. But in terms of actually writing, I guess it does come down a lot to your own style and how you want to do it. Now, what I tend to do is if I'm writing, I will almost like do sections and then fill it out. So for instance, let's say I was going to write something that had five points to it. So five ways in which you can do X, Y, Z, whatever it is, then I would make sure I put each of those five things down first, because otherwise I need to know what five things I'm going to mention. And then I kind of fill out around it. And then I would do an intro and an outro. But that's me. That's how I write. And like I said, I'm not sure I'm the most successful at that but you're going to write your blog post. The other thing you can do, and again, I mentioned it in the course, is you can actually get someone else to write it. If you don't want to write it, then you can brief a copywriter and the copywriter can write your blog post for you. Now, 
there's a lot more into that. Obviously, you've got to find someone good who can do it, someone who can get your tone of voice, someone that will know what they're talking about. But that is an option if you're sat there thinking, I really need to do a blog, I don't have time, but I've got loads of ideas or I'm not very good at writing, then that might be an option for you. So once the actual blog post is written, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to proofread it. Now, me, I can proofread other people's work absolutely fine. I cannot proofread my own work. Again, if you've ever had an email from me, you might spot a typo or two. They always sneak in there. No matter how many people I get to proofread stuff, I promise you, I don't know how they do it. Anyway, get someone else to read it. Now, in all honesty, my Wednesday email, it's either my assistant or it's my husband if he's here. You just need another pair of eyes on it because they can see something that you can't. It doesn't really matter at this point whether they're an expert in the field or industry or not, unless it's proper technical. However, what matters is that, you know, your grammar is right and your spelling's right. And I used to be so embarrassed that I was rubbish at that and that I couldn't spell brilliantly and I wasn't brilliant at grammar. My nine-year-old comes home with homework and I am honestly like, let me just Google what that grammar thing is. Because I think in my year, they must have skipped it or something because I am terrible at it. And I used to be really embarrassed. And now I'm not embarrassed at all. I just think it is what it is. We all can't be brilliant at everything, can we? So I try and get someone else to check these things for me. Okay, once you've got them to check it and once you're happy with it, then come up with your title. Again, this might sound a little bit backward that you do the whole blog post first, then the title, but that's exactly what I do with the podcast. I don't decide the title. I talk, (laughs) I record it, and then Kirsty listens to the episodes while she's putting together the show notes and she comes up with a really good title. Now, there is a skill in coming up with titles and she always seems to do a really, really good job. So whether you need someone who's got that skill, I don't know. But really, the title should be one of the last things you do in terms of the writing, just because then you know what your blog piece is about and you can maybe then have a much better idea in terms of what that title should be. And again, I want you to write down lots of options. I want you to think about different titles and then which one sums up perfectly, which one grabs your attention, which one would you read if you were your customer. So the title shouldn't just be like an afterthought. It shouldn't be just chucked on at the end. It should really be considered about, okay, because the title is like your shop window. That's the thing that's going to make people come into the blog and want to read more. Be careful you're not too clickbaity if you don't know what I mean. So you know how when you're on social media, there's like, do you know the one I always get? And you might not get the reference if you're not British, but I always get, you should see Susan Boyle now. Or the other one I've seen lots is, uh, can't believe how much weight shares last, right? And sometimes I click on them, just have a look. And then you click there and you go, there's no picture of Susan Boyle at all. And it's some other random bit. So that's clickbait. Clickbait is like desperately trying to get you to click on it. Now, I obviously had too much time on my hands that day. I can assure you I try not to do that now. But it's only clickbait if it's not real. So if you have got some amazing, crazy, brilliant headline or some awesome kind of, you know, blog post that you've put together, which does share something phenomenal, then absolutely put that down as a headline. But just try not to be too much like, like I said, just not too clickbaity. Okay, so you come up with a title. The next thing I want you to think about is your call to action. Often people write really good blogs and they're really informative and then they don't tell people what to do. 
So I'm not saying it's always about selling because I know none of us like being sold to, but genuinely, if you've created a blog post that's brilliant and is really helpful and you know that if someone signs up for your XYZ or buys your product, it's going to help them even more, then why wouldn't you add that call to action? And like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sales call to action. It could be, let me know what you think. It could be, don't forget to say hi on social media. It could be, leave a comment. It could be, tell me an example of when you did this. But I would definitely, definitely add some type of call to action. You want some interaction of some sort, really. So, and like I said, often that's the bit we forget. Now, there's nothing wrong with adding a call to action halfway through. It doesn't just have to be at the end, but obviously it needs to make sense for your actual post. So when you put your blog together, you don't just want to shove a random call to action in the middle. You do want it to make sense within your blog. So you're going to put that call to action and you're going to have them do something. Then the other thing I want you to think about is can you link it to any other posts? So if you've done blog posts in the past, can you link them to any other posts that relate to the thing you've just written about, that goes on from the thing you've written about? Now, I do it in most episodes and sometimes, well, actually, every time I do it through sheer, well, it's never planned. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't sit here and go, right, today I'm going to advertise this episode. But for instance, I was just mentioning the fact of going live and a few weeks ago we had that episode. So therefore, I mention it. Now, I have to stop the recording. I have to go back and see what episode it is because I can never remember. And that's how I know I'm not really kind of strategically going, right, we're going to mention this episode. But of course, because I mentioned doing a live video, then why wouldn't I say, oh, by the way, if you are interested, go and check this out. So that's what you're doing. You're trying to not only support their learning by going, oh, and there's this here and this here, but also you're trying to get them to engage in more of your content. Because again, the more your content people consume, the more they start to trust you and like you and want more. So you really want to try and include something else. But like I said, I don't tend to do it purposefully. I tend to just always somehow bring in another episode. But I want you to think about when you're doing your blog, can you mention another episode? Uh, Not episode, another blog post. And also, you know, almost a case of, if you liked this one, you might like this one. I mean, that might be your call to action. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be a different call to action to a different link to a post. Okay. Hopefully you understood that. I felt like I went on a bit. Next thing on the list is an image. Now, image for your website, image for your social media, maybe. You're going to need some kind of visual representation for that blog post. Now, ideally, you want to create some kind of templates or a framework in which you can sort of drop in the details every time. Now, if you've seen me post the podcast on social media, you will see that almost all of the posts are not identical, but they all follow the same theme. We just drop in a different picture. We drop in the different text, the different episode, and we have two colors. So it's either blue or the pinks that are my brand colors. And therefore, that's pretty much the same for everyone. Well, Not only does that help make it super quick and simple when we're creating those bits for social media, but also it means that there's a consistency and a look and feel that hopefully as you look through my social media or if you see a post come up of me, you'll know it's my stuff. So I want you to think about that. Now, you can use stock images. 
And as always, I've told you about lots of different websites that give absolutely free stock images. So Unsplash, Pexels, Pixabay, we'll link up to all these in the show notes. But I want you to think about, is that necessarily the best thing? For me personally, I think creating something, say in Canva, that you can then replicate or duplicate for me, is better than just picking a random stock image. But you do want there to be a slight difference between each episode. You don't want it to look exactly the same. So have a think about that as well. But you're going to want an image maybe for your website and or for social media. Then once you've created your social media images, you want to schedule that blog post on every site that you're on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, wherever you are, you want to schedule those blog posts. Now, I think I've talked about this before, and we are definitely going to talk about this in the future because I've got an interview coming up about repurposing content. I have done an episode in the past. I will link to it. I can't remember what it is. So what I do here with the podcast is we immediately post out on a Monday saying, hey, new podcast. And then during that week, we post probably three, four, maybe five times on Twitter, two or three times on Facebook, you know, Instagram. I probably put up a couple in my stories a week. So we don't just post once, we post several times, but we have different images and different copy that goes along with that post. So we're not just putting up the same image and the same copy. So here we go. I've got some examples. I've just stopped the recording and went and found them so I could give you proper examples of how we do it. So a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Natalie from Hot Content talking about how to make the most of content that you've already produced. So on the day that the podcast went live, the post that went out had uh, was the video that we normally send. And we normally have two or three clips. So the audio will be different on them. So the content for the first post said, for this week's episode, we're interviewing my lovely friend. And then we tag them in where she'll be sharing all of her top tips for using content to its full effect, her tried and tested repurposing process and much more. Listen to the full podcast here and then it's a link. Then a few days later with a different image and a different clip, we post again saying when creating new content, make sure you're thinking about whether or not you link back to the content you've previously created. Maximize your content by repurposing it to several platforms. Listen to this week's episode of Marketing That Converts and we put the link. And then later on, in a few days after that, we write again. So have you written a blog, filmed a video, recorded a podcast? Now what? If you want to know how to make sure you're using every marketing opportunity to get your content seen, then listen to this week's podcast with, and she's tagged in. So as you can see, we've talked about that episode three times, but we've taken a slightly different angle on it each time. And we've used different images, different clips. So I don't want you to just think, right, I'm just going to do one post and that's it because you've got to make the most of this content. And then what we do is several weeks later, or every single week we do at least one, we do an in case you missed it. And she might be an in case you missed it. And we'll talk about her episode again. So I want you to think about that that's the case. So get those ready for your posts as you're, as you're creating your blog and you're getting ready for your blog to go live. So then the next thing you do is you obviously make your blog live on the site because you need that link. You schedule all those social media posts. Now, the other tip I want to give you is if you are numbering your blogs, like I number my podcast, one thing I do is I use a plugin called Pretty Links. I'm on WordPress. And that Pretty Links means that I can go in and I can put in the link to my episode and then I can create a link. And all my episodes are theresahethwaring.com 
forward slash then whatever the number is. So for instance, this week's will be TeresaHeathwearing.com forward slash 91 as in nine and one. And you can go to that and it'll take you directly to that episode. So again, if you're numbering your blogs or you're numbering your content, then that's definitely something you're going to want to think about if you can do that sort of thing, because it'll just help. It's super easy. And it means I can schedule stuff ahead of it being live on the site because I know where I can send people to. And then the other thing you might want to do is you might want to email your list with your new blog details. So obviously when you are setting up the blog, you're going to tell them once you've done your episode or done your, I keep calling it episode, you know what I mean? Once you've done each blog, you might want to email out to your list and say, hey, there's a new blog post out. We talk about this, that and the other. Now, if you are on my email list, you will know that I don't necessarily tell you about what episodes are out on the podcast because I like to view that content as different content. However, I'm not saying it's wrong to, and maybe once in a while I should and do do it. But for me, I just don't want to do that. That's not why I did my email list or that's not how I use my email list. But absolutely nothing wrong with it. Absolutely make the most of it. And especially in the early days where your blog is new, you really want to be taking every single opportunity in order to get that blog out there. Okay, my voice is starting to go a bit now. I need to give it a rest before I interview later. But hopefully I've taken you through all those points and hopefully you've understood them. And I know I've talked about blogs and the checklist of blogs, but obviously some of this stuff is really going to work for any content that you're producing. So I really, really hope this has been helpful no matter what content you've got. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode and you've liked what I've been talking about, then obviously in the Academy, there is a full course about this where I literally go into detail around every single point of this checklist. If you want to know more about the Academy, I would love to have you in there. My Academy members are my world. I love them dearly. And I love sort of answering their questions and helping them grow their businesses. So I would love to have you in there too. You can find out more about the Academy at TeresaHeathwearing.com forward slash Academy. There we go. Another pretty link that basically, and the great thing about that is if I ever change the landing page for the Academy, I can just keep putting it to the same, same pretty link, which is helpful anyway. So yeah, do go and check that out because like I said, that's one of the many courses that are in the Academy and I go into detail on all those bits if you need help with that. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I will be back next week, hopefully sounding a little bit better. We'll see how quick I record the next one. And I will see you next week with another interview. Until then, have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWearing.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.